Hello and welcome to the West Road and Wesley Community Church Listen Again podcast. We are delighted that you're joining us. Our prayer is that what you hear today encourages you and builds your faith. Hello everyone, Andy Malcolm here. Great to be with you. I hope you're all well and safe and are doing okay. If there's one thing to take away from today's talk, this is it. With Jesus in our lives, we are never alone. And we'll see that today as we look at John chapter 9 and the story of Jesus giving sight to a man blind from birth. We're going to embrace that wonderful truth that says with Jesus, we are never alone in the darkness. E-F-P-T-O-Z-L-P-E-D-P-E-C-F-D-E-D-F-C-Z-P. No, you haven't just tuned in to a minimalist recording of the shipping forecast, but instead something we all, with varying degrees of success, have seen, have read, and should be familiar with. E-F-P-T-O-Z-L-P-E-D-P-E-C-F-D-E-D-F-C-Z-P. Recognise it? Well, these letters form the Snellen chart, designed by Dutch ophthalmologist Herman Snellen, in 1862, the Snellen eye chart is used by most opticians around the world. Most of us will have looked at it and either read the letters clearly with no trouble at all, or, if you're anything like me, got as far as E on the top line and then started guessing. I've had very poor eyesight since I was a child, and I'm not sure my diagnosis was helped by the fact that after a few appointments, I've become so familiar with the Snellen chart that I've memorised the letters and their order, making the test rather redundant. A bit unsportingly, the optician recognised this fact and produced an alternative backup chart. Now, I've never really known a life without glasses or contact lenses. They are the first thing reached for in the morning and the last thing to be put down at night. So let's put our glasses on, let's fine-tune our 2020 vision and read from John chapter 9, verses 1 to 12 in the New Living Translation. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples, asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam which means sent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbours and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. And they asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and I washed 
and now I can see. Where is he now? I asked. I don't know, he replied. Let's take this intriguing miracle of Jesus and see that with Jesus in our lives, we need not be afraid of the dark. We need not live in the dark and we need not walk in the dark. So firstly, don't fear the dark. Now, I don't know about you, but I need the room to be as dark as possible before I can sleep soundly. I even cover up the display of our little alarm clock to stop any light leaking out. Of course, for many children, the reverse is true, and it's extremely common for small children to be scared of the dark. However, a recent study in the US showed there are more adults who fear the dark than those who are scared of heights. More than one in 10 American adults suffer from nyctophobia, being afraid of the dark. Today we meet a man who knew nothing but darkness, and that must have been a profoundly frightening experience. Blind from birth, possibly born without any eyes at all, the only way he survived was through begging. His situation was made worse by the common misconception that his sin, or that of his parents, was the cause of his blindness. Now, this was not unusual in Jesus' time, and this blind man was well known in his neighbourhood, probably begging in the same place every day, overlooked taken for granted, ignored. For his neighbours, he was at best a local landmark and at worst a stain on their neatly ordered part of town, someone to cross the street to avoid. For the visiting disciples, he was no more than the object for a theological discussion. They had no interest in his well-being. They only saw his blindness and judged the reasons for it. But for Jesus, he was you, and he was me. Someone to love, someone to care for, someone to heal, someone to release from darkness. John 9 verse 1 says this, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Jesus sees him. In the midst of the busyness of Jerusalem, Jesus sees this blind man. The disciples didn't see him first and then bring Jesus in. No, Jesus saw him. And maybe there are times, especially during this pandemic-filled year, when we feel alone and in the dark. Maybe we've lost relationships, lost jobs or earnings, lost ground in learning and education, or simply just lost the joy of everyday life experiences. It's been tough. Maybe we think that nobody really gets what I'm going through. Nobody understands my fear or anxiety. Nobody cares. I'm terribly alone. I'm invisible. Surely that must have been how this blind man felt. Would anyone even notice, let alone be concerned, if he wasn't in his usual spot begging? How dark his life must have been. Yet, Jesus sees him. And Jesus knows him. And the truth is, Jesus sees you. And Jesus knows you. You are never alone. There's no need to be afraid of the darkness because Jesus is our light. And whatever is going on in our lives, 
he sees us. Deuteronomy 33 verse 3 says this, Indeed, he loves his people. All his holy ones are in his hands. What a promise to take hold of as we go through these dark lockdown days. But there's even more than that. Not only does he see us in our darkness, he turns our darkness into light, which means we don't need to live in the dark. As a child, I always used to love trips to London Zoo. And one of the high points was to visit the indoor enclosures where the nocturnal mammals hung out. There were bush babies, aardvarks, various bats, and most exciting of all, the two-toed sloth. Now, the two-toed sloth is a real hero in my eyes. They are three times stronger than human beings. They can take a whole month to digest one leaf. They poo once a week, depositing a third of their body weight in one go. They spend most of the day asleep, clinging to tree branches, but they're not great at that, and they fall out of the tree fast asleep at least once a week. That is one high achiever in the animal kingdom. They're also completely blinded by daylight and can only see very dimly at night, hence why they live in the darkness. For the sloth, living in the darkness is the only option. But it wasn't for the blind man Jesus healed. and It doesn't have to be that way for us. From verse 6, Then Jesus spat on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. One of the interesting things about the healing miracles of Jesus is the different methods used in each case. Now, eminent Bible scholars and theologians have spent centuries asking questions such as, what is the significance of the mud and the saliva? What about the subsequent command to go and wash in the pool? What does that mean? And why does Jesus go through this elaborate process when he could have healed this man with just one word? Well, let's keep things simple and recognise that Jesus sees us, knows us and heals us individually. Some he heals with a word, some with a touch, some have prayer beforehand, some do not. Some are healed from a distance and some are healed very close up. Some in private, some in public. Some seek Jesus out for healing and some are sought out by him. This blind man is healed following a unique and personal encounter with Jesus, taking him from living in darkness to living in light. We are all unique and Jesus has touched each of our lives individually. We all have our story. We all have our own personal encounter with Jesus. Now, for some watching today, that story would have stretched over many decades. For others, that story is just beginning. But at the heart of our story is Jesus. Jesus who sees you. Jesus who knows you. Jesus who thought you special enough to die for you and to dwell in you with the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus who has freed you from the darkness and brought you into light. That's how much the creator of the universe values you. Perhaps you're living in the dark because you feel your story has no significance. Maybe you've been told you're no good or your employer thinks you don't have potential. Perhaps your parents told you you'd never amount to much or never gave you any encouragement. Well, just think for a moment. As this blind beggar was individually important and significant to Jesus, so are you. He longs for that unique personal encounter with you. There is no need to live in the darkness. Feel Jesus touch your life today. Follow him. Do as he says. Accept him into your life and leave the darkness behind. As Jesus says to his disciples here in verse 5, I am the light of the world. He today can be the light of your world. And finally, as I close, don't walk in the dark. We need not walk in the dark because Jesus remains closely alongside us. We are never alone. Throughout lockdown, it's been fascinating to see the large number of people out taking exercise. They're permitted daily exercise every day. I've noticed it more in this lockdown 03 and particularly around five and six o'clock in our village. There's loads of people out walking or running in the dark with head torches on, reflective jackets, etc. I've also started running and walking at this time and it's great fun. You look into the inky darkness ahead and spot a tiny speck of light coming towards you. As that walker or runner gets nearer, you can make out their shape, and as they get closer and into your own light, you can make out exactly who or what they are. Now it took some time for our blind man, who can now see clearly, to be recognised by those around him. From verse 8, his neighbours and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. Now, the rest of John 9 continues with an unknowing discussion as to exactly who he is and what has happened and who was involved. It's a bit like a scene out of Line of Duty, as he is questioned not once but twice, and his parents are called into the interview room as well, as the Pharisees try and uncover the truth of what actually happened. It's as if they knew something had changed, and that was just a bit unsettling. Now, they were happy and comfortable with him walking in the dark, but now he can see. How has that happened? And the thing to see here is that he is the same man, the same human being, but he is also a new creation. He can live his life differently. He was blind, but now he sees all because of Jesus. There is no need for him to go back to being a beggar. No need for him to act or behave like the blind man he once was. The love and the grace, the mercy of Jesus has touched his life and healed him. And that's also true for us. We are the same people. 
You hopefully recognise me. I sound the same. I look the same, probably. If you were here, you might even say I smelt the same. But because of the grace of Jesus in my life, I'm different. I am this new creation. I no longer live in the dark, but I live and I walk in the light. This blind man's life had been so dramatically turned around, he was almost unrecognisable to those around him. The grace of Jesus had healed him and changed him. And this can be a challenge for us. You see, sometimes it's easier to live in the dark, to retreat away from the light and go back to our old habits and ways. Yet we are called to live in the light, to be a new creation, to be different. So different, in fact, that people ask us the same question they ask this blind man. Who healed you? What happened? Where is he? So who healed you? Who turned your life around? What happened? Why are you different? Where is he? Tell me about this Jesus. So let's walk in the light. Let's stay out of the darkness and let's remember that as we do that, we have the power of the Holy Spirit working in each one of us. We are never alone. Jesus walks alongside us. You see, Jesus sees us. There is no need to be afraid of the dark. Jesus saves us. There is no need to live in the dark. Jesus walks with us. There is no need to go back to the dark. He sees us. He saves us. He walks with us. We are never alone. Let's pause and pray before joining together in communion. Oh Lord, we thank you for this story. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you, Lord, that you long for us not to live in the dark, but to live in the light. And wherever we are in our walk with you, Lord, however we're feeling today, whatever the pressures and pains of our lives, we thank you, Father, that you see us and that you know us. We thank you that you long to take us out of the darkness and into the light. And you have done that by dying on the cross for us and saving each one of us. And Lord, as we take that truth into our hearts and our lives, as we walk with you, help us to remain in the light and not to go back in the dark. And we pray that those around us would ask those questions of us. What's happened? Why are you different? Who is Jesus? We thank you, Lord, that we were made to walk with you in the light and not in the dark. So take us there, we pray, in your name. Amen. Well, let's turn to communion now. And when I think about those words that the blind man was asked by his neighbours and those who knew him when he came back to them and he said these words. So I went and I washed and now I can see. And as we come to communion, maybe that's a step we can all take as we leave the darkness behind and step into the light. So I went. Come to Jesus as you are. You don't need to do anything other than be ready to receive from him. Head towards that light as he calls you. And washed. Confess your sins. Know we have messed our lives up and need the forgiveness that only Jesus can bring. Pray for light and hope 
and an escape from the darkness. And now I can see. Rejoice that your new life is in the light. The darkness has gone and the new life with Jesus is here. So let's pray before we take the bread and the wine and think on those things. I went and I washed and now I can see. Let's pause for a moment. Lord, we come to you. We come to your open arms this morning and we can see your light. And we know, Lord, that you want to take us out of the darkness we are experiencing and walk into the light with you. Father, we confess to you our sin. We confess to you that we have messed up our lives and that we need your forgiveness. And Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your death on the cross, which means we can be free. We can live in the light. As we take the bread that reminds us of your body broken for us. and As we drink the wine that reminds us of your blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. Help us to praise you and rejoice this morning. I went and I washed and now I can see. In your name, Lord. Amen. So we take the bread and we eat together to remember that Jesus gave his body for us on the cross, that we might be healed. Let's eat together. And we also take the cup, the wine or the juice. And we think about Jesus's blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. Let's drink together and remember his sacrifice for each one of us. Father, again, we want to thank you for the cross. We want to thank you, Lord, that the cross is our story, that we are significant to you. We are important to you as individuals. You see us, you know us, you save us, you walk with us. And we thank you for that, Lord. As we go into this week, Lord, we pray, Lord, that we might be seen as new creations, that people would ask us what's different, what's happened, who is Jesus? And that we can turn and we can answer them with full and glad hearts, telling them of the difference you make in our lives. In your name, Father. Amen. I want to close with a verse from the psalm. Psalms 36, verse 9. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pour out your unfailing love on those who love you. Have a good week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on social media at Westrow Church BSE or go to our website www.westroadchurch.org.uk. Thanks for listening and have a great day.